0: be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico.
1: It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
0: Queen Elizabeth has been laid to rest, a look at her funeral and all the touching moments. Prince George and Princess Charlotte walk in the processional. What does this mean for their future?
2: We will see them, I think, at state occasions, and we'll see them at events, particularly perhaps George, who one day will be doing the same thing.
0: And Prince Harry and Meghan Markle step out to honor the queen, what their body language told us about how they are feeling.
1: I didn't see a disconnect. As a matter of fact, I saw a little bit more bonding. And where does the royal family go from here? From rifts to Charles's future reign.
3: I would also say that I do think the king very much wants to heal the rift with um, Harry and Meghan. We saw that Olive Branch held out the first national address. So maybe we will see attempts to to coordinate more regular visits.
0: We've got that plus so much more in today's Royally Us. Hello to our fellow royal lovers and welcome to Royally Us. I'm Christina, that's Christine. And Christine, this has been a, a historic, monumental unbelievable week. Um, The queen has been laid to rest in probably one of the most beautiful ceremonies I've ever seen.
4: I know it's been so emotional in so many ways. Just Overwhelming, I think is one of the the biggest words. And when you really take in the history, it's unbelievable. It really is. And, you know, the royal family, world
0: leaders, the queen's closest staff, 2,000 people gathered to mourn the life of the queen um, in a moving ceremony that we said that spanned from London to Windsor. The funeral was carefully planned out by the queen herself and featured some moving touches, tributes, and of course, her corgis. Um, Her reign came to a symbolic end amid the committal service at St. George's Chapel and toward the end of the ceremony her majesty's state crown her orb and scepter which was bestowed upon her on her june 1953 coronation were removed from her coffin the moment took place just moments before her casket was lowered into the vault i mean like we said so many this span from london to windsor and the processionals everything in between was just really emotional i mean was there a moment that moved you the
4: most during all this I think um so many people were really deeply moved seeing the Queen's Fell pony yeah. standing at attention for what you know one last time and even saw the photos of her you know headscarf draped over the the saddle and I think between that and the corgis I just knew that the committal service was just going to push me over the edge of yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> um but I, I it, it really wasn't until sort of the bagpiper was walking down the hallway that I was very deeply moved. And I'm sure that was the, the purpose of whoever orchestrated this incredible production. But I just it was overwhelming. So much history, you know, so much history. I mean, you, I, if it's been 70 plus years since we've
0: last had a, um, a monarch that has uh, had a funeral like this. And, you know, it's it's probably nothing something that a lot of people will never see again. It, re- it really is unbelievable but you know king charles also had some um touching moments too he left a letter on the top of the casket said um in loving and devoted memory to his mother the flowers that were draped over the coffin had a nod to prince philip as well And there was a lot of people, of course, in attendance from the royal family, uh, the Dutch, uh, the prince and princess of Wales, their children, Prince Harry, Meghan Markle, of course, the queen's other children. So it was a lot of people gathered together to remember a great a great queen.
4: It was incredible. I think even just zooming out, thinking of all the world leaders, all Mm -hmm. the kings and queens and princes from other nations, um, the presidents and the prime ministers all gathered in grief for one woman, I I mean, that really, I think, was incredible to think about. People who would would otherwise argue politically or never be caught dead in the same room are here together um, to mourn the loss of Queen Elizabeth II. And definitely the magnitude of what this
0: means for king charles there was a very poignant moment that came when he took his final bow to the queen so i mean this moment probably meant so much to him on so many different levels he became emotional when they sang god save the king um i'm sure this was a
4: a really um
0: unbelievable moment for him
4: i think there's been you know he's had such a tumultuous you know the last two or three decades have been so difficult for for king charles who was then Prince Charles. And I think he probably thought this day would never come. And, you know, to hear God save the King, it means two things. It means that this day has come. It also means his mother has died and it must be such a mixed bag of emotions. Yeah. It's got to be so many, so many mixed emotions. And following the ceremony,
0: the queen was laid to rest alongside her parents, her sister, and her late husband, Prince Philip. I mean, we don't really have any insight into what this private ceremony was like, but we imagine i i can imagine you know they held it together all day long that this was probably a time for them to be emotional in the public amongst family and to maybe you know share those special memories that they've had with the queen over the years yeah you know this
4: this chapel the the georgia sixth chapel is very small if you actually mm-hmm. look at photos of it there was a lot of people saying, where are they even going to put them? Um, so I don't imagine many people were there. I imagine it may have been, even if it was just the Queen's oh. children and their spouses. I So it was very private, I think very emotional. Um, and I, I just, you know, that I think was probably the final moment. Because for the family, there was always one more service, one more moment. You know, this was really the final moment for the family to say their goodbyes in private and now they have some some time now they won't be undertaking any further engagements where they can you know fully mourn yeah definitely well like we mentioned before prince george and princess charlotte
0: appeared during the processional walking alongside their parents the prince and princess of wales and charlotte even took a moment to remind prince george to take a bow i love that she's uh keeping him in line but this was you know a very big moment for the two of them. They're two young children, nine and seven. And to be on this world stage like this and also grieving their great-grandmother had to be a really, really big undertaking for them.
4: It's, you know, the the good news for them is that uh, Princess Kate has such a thorough knowledge of sort of childhood development and could support them in the best ways. And obviously they have the best resources. So I have no doubt that this decision to include them was the right one for these children. But what I really liked was there were so many parallels comparing George and charlotte supporting each other in this time um as charles and anne supported each other throughout so much of history Mm -hmm. and even in the last few days seeing um princess anne and the now king charles their interactions and the way that princess anne supports king charles in his new role is really moving and i loved to think that they were trying to you know um Support that bond for George and Charlotte.
0: Yeah, definitely. And
4: you can even see, I mean,
0: Princess Charlotte at one point became overwhelmed with grief. You know, there's those those photos of her, you know, bursting into tears. Of course, uh, uh, Princess Kate was there to comfort her. But yes, this is, you have to remember that she's only seven years old. So this is a lot to deal with.
4: Yeah. And I think that you can see the the children, they don't really like the photographers or the media attention. We've seen it time and time again. They, They really do seem uncomfortable. I think that's a testament to the fact that they are have lead pretty private lives. You know, they're really not accustomed to this. So I just, it must have been in so many ways overwhelming yesterday because I mean 5.1 billion people were watching. I can't imagine (laughs) cannot
0: imagine, but like to discuss even further the magnitude of their appearance is British Royal expert, genealogist, and director of content at my heritage, Michael Cleland. So take a look at this. Um, How significant was it that uh, Prince George and Princess Charlotte also participated in the processional? Was that surprising? And do you think that was ever a tough decision for William and Kate to make?
2: I think it was, I think that, I mean, the, the palace itself didn't announce that the, the young royals were attending until relatively late on. Right. And I think the decision was being made, I think, for children of that age who might not quite understand what's going on or, or be able to sit through something so so long or and so formal it must be quite a difficult decision to make. And I think Catherine made a statement that George is, he understands what's happening, some of the younger royals, the younger siblings, perhaps less so, perhaps a little too young to to quite get there. So I think it was one of those moments that will be looked on. One of the big iconic things that we remember from Princess Diana's funeral was William and Harry walking behind the coffin and and that's one of those iconic Um, photographs or video clips that everyone remembers from that funeral. And it was a moment that really uh, forged our first early uh, perception of those two young boys who are now, you know, men and they've grown up and uh, they've grown up in that shadow. But I think now seeing um, the the younger Royals take this kind of role just indicates a bit that they have moved up um, through the line of succession. They will be, Uh, more of a focus as they grow up. I think William and and Harry have both been made very clear that they they don't want their families to be... uh, very focused, you know, very part of the media um, mm-hmm. circus, and they, they want them to have a childhood and a life, and and they want them to be a slightly detached from from what goes on in terms of royal procedure and things. But we will see them, I think, at state occasions, and we'll see them at events, particularly perhaps George, who one day will be doing the same thing. And so, again, his preparation started, I guess, from the moment he's born and will continue and will slowly increase uh, as he gets closer to that fateful day. But uh, I think William and Catherine have really taken their responsibilities as parents quite seriously. And they've asked that question first, I think, before that of duty and and the other things, which means that, yeah, they made that decision close to the time once they perhaps weighed it over i wouldn't be surprised if they'd even asked the children themselves if they'd like to go uh, i think they they love very much their family and and i think they take that uh, as their first priority
0: yeah i feel like they're definitely going to be out and about more um in you know obviously when school <laughs> allows for them to be out and about more at these royal public appearances it seems like
4: Yeah, I think it's and it's a a good time for them to sort of step into their public roles. Definitely. Well, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, of course, were
0: also in attendance at the funeral. Um, During the ceremony at Westminster Abbey, he was seated behind his father. And during the ceremony at St. George's Chapel, he sat between his wife and Princess Charlotte. Um, A lot of people were saying that it was a snub to have him behind King Charles at um, at Westminster Abbey. A lot of people were also saying that he wasn't singing Uh, God Save the King. But, you know, there's always all this speculation, but he's also grieving his grandmother.
4: Absolutely. There's a lot of emotions. There's a lot of things we don't really know or see a lot of camera angles that maybe aren't the most, you know, flattering or maybe are more flattering. I actually think that Prince Harry being right behind his father actually kept them quite close um, because you said that front row was was the queen's children yeah. you know who really were bear you know bearing a tremendous grief this is their mother and actually think having harry right behind his father was probably a comfort for king charles i
0: thought so too i didn't see a snub in that at all i thought that was actually no, like I, you you couldn't get any closer to the king unless you were sitting right, right next to him and right. I, I i didn't think that way at all and we recently caught up with body language expert and president of the swan school of protocol elaine swan to take a look at it and see if there was any tension between the family um and you know how the rest of the royal family handle grieving in public take a look you know obviously uh, this week was a monumental historic event with the queen's funeral but we also have to be reminded that this is a family also grieving and, and grieving in public so what is it like to grieve with billions of people watching and how do you think they navigated that
1: You know, I cannot even imagine what it may have felt like, but I believe that this family handled grieving in public with billions of people watching in a graceful manner. I mean, everyone really seemed to be on their best behavior as much as they could. Uh, they certainly appeared in many instances to put on a united front to, in order to keep everyone's focus on the queen and her legacy. I think particularly King Charles, it was very interesting to watch
4: him. What did you make about his, um, his grief and his emotion throughout the, the
1: funeral? You know, I was watching him and what stood out to me and I thought about this as just a regular person. You have to think about this. His father just passed away last year and now his mother passed away and everything is left up to him now. He doesn't it. it, 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 It's challenging so you can see for me it seemed as though it wasn't the fact that he just lost his mom and his dad in such a short period of time but also the gravity of the responsibility and the weight of this family the weight of the monarchy is on him of course he's been very close to his mother all of his life and, I, and I'm sure she has done everything she could to prepare him for this moment but now this moment is here and everything is on his shoulders so I think we saw a grieving son get at the same time an individual who understood the gravity of the leadership that's to come
0: you know you mentioned before that this is a family uh coming together in a time of grief and obviously everybody's going to be looking at the body language of prince harry and and megan and um it didn't really seem like there was much interaction not just by them but by anybody in the royal family but did you sense a disconnect at all between them and the and the family
1: I didn't see a disconnect. As a matter of fact, I saw a little bit more bonding. There was the very, very brief moment where William had motioned to Harry and Meghan to come and sit alongside them. I think that was a very small telltale sign for us that behind the scenes, there's certainly some healing going on.
0: Um, as we know, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle were, were there um, during this morning period, and he was able to wear his military uniform as he marched behind his older brother, Prince William, as they entered Westminster Hall um, on September 17th. The, all the grandchildren um, took guard on the coffin. The Tucson both wore their military ensembles as they took their places opposite ends of the Queen's casket. So a lot of people were saying that this was a step in the right direction. But then there was reports that he and Meghan were uninvited to the state dinner, that Harry was told of the Queen's passing only five minutes before the public was informed. And that actually prompted King Charles to release a statement saying the public was only informed after every family member had been informed. Um, I mean, where do you think the royal family goes from here? I feel like this probably was a step in the right direction to, you know, I mean, grief brings people together and hopefully this was a step in the right direction for all of them.
4: I think so. I think grief does bring people together. I think it can also be very clarifying for, mm-hmm. you know, what you want out of life and where they may be, you know, the relationships that they want to have or don't want to pursue. I think that this next, you know, the next week of the the rest of the Royal mourning period, I don't think we'll see the Royal family, Um, at all. And I hope they do take some time to grieve privately and to rest and sort of recuperate from this hugely emotional toll. But, I don't know how much, um, I think we will see some change in one direction or the other, but I don't know, you know, King Charles was so clear in his first speech that he fully supports Harry and Meghan in their life overseas. So I don't see, you know, any re-entering of the royal fold necessarily, but I hope that there's a, a thawing of tensions, that there's sort of less of this constant you know stories leaking and sort of sniping one way or the other because you know grief kind of it should bring people together and makes you realize what's actually important and i think so much of what we saw megan you know the duchess of sussex over the last few days she did seem you know supportive of the family and she wanted to be a part of um you know like when she greeted mourners at windsor castle she wanted to be a part of that process so i hope to see some you know some contentment from her in this relationship definitely i hope so so like (laughs) we said you know we
0: don't really know where they're where they're going to go from here but we can all speculate and to help us do that is royal expert gareth russell and he is going to break it all down for us take a look i mean do you think that we are going to see um unification between the family
3: I would really hope so, Christina. I have to say that in Britain, there is a pretty strong desire for them to, for the two brothers to reconcile. Mm-hmm. I think it, for me personally, I think both the princess of Wales and the Duchess of Sussex were n- note perfect at the funeral. I thought they behaved with impeccable dignity, and they and solemnity and and to and i hope and i think sort of both both of their husbands did too but i think certainly there is an expectation and a hope that this will have brought william and harry closer together again, that does seem to be broadly what the British public would like to see. But of course, we we have to wait and see what happens. Funerals are a time when, when hopefully bridges can be uh, mended or built. And yes, the king very much does want a reconciliation between himself and Prince Harry. I think hopefully we're going to see a palace um, administration under Charles III that perhaps is a little bit more flexible about things like the minutiae of etiquette. Um, so, so we'll, so we'll see. But um, I think we're, most people are hopeful that um, the family will will unite.
0: A lot of people were saying that it was. Di- it was um disrespect not disrespectful but they they took issue with the placement of where harry was sitting at westminster right. abbey behind king charles did you find that to be offensive
3: no not at all yeah. but that's the, the etiquette the thing is if you know what the etiquette is it, it, it actually was a it's a place of honor it's not to be one behind the king is is, a, is actually a sign of um favor <laughs> what they seem to have done with this etiquette though is it, it without it's not prioritizing william or harry really uh, to be very clear at this stage. The king's major concern has been to to, uh, give a place of honour to his sister, Mm-hmm. Princess Anne, and for the the older rules to be relaxed and to stop um, granting precedence and favor to male members of the family mm-hmm. over their their sisters. So we saw, you know, for the first time, a female member of the royal family marching behind the coffin. So actually, what what we were seeing really was a time for the queen's children, rather than necessarily a focus on the grandchildren. And in particular, I think giving Princess Anne her rightful place um, in the 21st century monarchy princess anne really is her brother's confidant and she is hugely admired in britain for her for her charitable work and we've seen that she is someone who's dealing with great heartbreak at her mother's passing but but so i don't think there was a a necessarily a priority about william and harry Mm -hmm. but what i will say is that actually where Prince excuse me where king charles put Prince Harry is if you look at how traditionally the royals are laid out, where Harry was put was not a snob. If anything, it was it was a sign of, of favor.
0: Mm, yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I, you can't, unless you're sitting next to him, you can't get much
3: closer. Right.
0: <laughs> um, I mean, what's next? Have you heard of Harry and Meghan, if they have left? Um, and We haven't what,
3: heard what? if they have left. We do know that, that they're quite keen to get home. They have two young children back in mm-hmm. California. We have heard that, that they miss them like crazy, which is obviously completely understandable. And, and it's worth noting, sorry, that the Sussexes obviously had not intended to stay mm-hmm. in Europe for as long as they had uh, until the Queen fell fatally ill and passed away so obviously this is um an unintended uh absence from their children for longer than they'd hoped so we think they are quite keen to get back but we are we have heard that there have been you know quite a few private family receptions and suppers and gatherings but we'll maybe hear more about that yeah. in the weeks and months ahead but at the moment it does seem as if they're you know, everyone at this funeral has been focused on honoring Elizabeth II's legacy. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Sussexes, I, I imagine, will go home fairly soon um, simply to, to reunite with their children.
0: All right, well, moving on to our royal history moment of the week. And many of the jewels that were worn by members of the royal family during the funeral funeral had ties to Queen Elizabeth. So let's start with um, Princess Kate. I mean, what what was she wearing and how did that tie into the queen?
4: She was wearing um, a four strand pearl necklace that she had actually, she's actually worn before she wore it notably to Prince Philip's funeral and also to a state dinner um, that was a favorite of the Queens. And it's almost that sort of iconic Royal style. She also wore a four strand pearl bracelet that belonged to Queen Elizabeth and the queen's bar, um they're known as the bahrain earrings so she was just absolutely decked out in the queen's yes. jewels which was a lovely tribute and she also looked amazing oh my god she looked so amazing
0: <laughs> <laughs> and and um duchess megan or the duchess of sussex she also wear a pair of earrings that was gifted to her from the queen correct
4: Yes, she was wearing a pair of earrings that were gifted to her um, on her wedding. Meghan also once mentioned that there was a matching necklace as well. So I'm sure Meghan's, those pieces must be so special to her. And even Princess Charlotte wore a tiny diamond horseshoe brooch on her coat that was reportedly a gift from her great-grandmother. I love that. So uh, It's just so sweet. Such a nice memento for Charlotte to remember her by. I love that so much. Um, so, 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 so sweet.
0: Um, but now, you know, the, the, the queen is laid to rest they I'm sure the Royal family is, you know, taking a little bit of that time, but also looking towards the future. So, Now that King Charles officially uh, is the king, what is next? So it is this Operation Golden Orb. So that will continue until he is formally crowned in a coronation ceremony, which will actually likely take place next year. Because if you remember, the queen's coronation took place 16 months after her father's death. So um, he really has offered no information about his plans for the event, but it will likely reflect his desire for that slimmed down monarchy that we've been talking about for so long.
4: Definitely. I think there is sort of maybe an expectation that the coronation would be really quick. I actually think that the earliest would be next summer. Like we said, it's such a long process to plan for and to make all the it's such a grand affair. Um, but I definitely think we'll see the monarchy shifting and changing in over the next few months before that coronation takes place.
0: Definitely, definitely. All right, well, we'd like to end this episode of Royally Us, and we wanted to take a look back at the final portrait of the queen. The official royal family Instagram account wrote um, on Sunday, the day before the funeral, ahead of Her Majesty the Queen's funeral, a new photograph has been released. It was taken this year to mark Her Majesty's Platinum Jubilee, as she became the first British monarch to reach this milestone. Tomorrow, millions will come together to commemorate her remarkable life. Um, Such a beautiful portrait, like they said, at the Platinum Jubilee, wearing this powder blue. She had this big smile on her face and it looked absolutely beautiful.
4: It was just it, it was the queen it was very much yeah. a quintessential portrait of her and such a beautiful farewell. It really was and I loved the
0: photo that they shared of her um shortly after she was laid to rest they wrote on Twitter may flights of angels sing thee to thy rest in loving memory of her majesty the queen and it is her it is her um looks like she's like hiking up a
4: mountain right is that where it, I don't know it looks like she's in the heath at Balmoral so mm-hmm. hiking through heather you know, it was sort of the, it must have been her favorite place on earth. I mean, it's just a beautiful tribute to some place that was very special to her.
0: Definitely. A special place to her and a special woman to so many people throughout the world. And like we said, a beautiful moving ceremony and it was fit for a queen. really was. It was. It was. Well, Christine, thank you so much for running down All Things Royals with me as always. We would love to see your comments um, about this momentous week. So please leave them below and don't forget to subscribe. We will see you next week. For more news content and exclusive interviews, make sure to hit the sub like and bell button down below and visit usmagazine.com.